Tuesday, December 5th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, day two down in Nashville for the baseball winter meetings. Uh, day one had uh, lots of rumors, lots of speculation, but not a whole lot of uh, action or, or signing or, or big trades or anything like that. Uh, what's the latest? What are you hearing uh, down there in Nashville on uh, what kind of activity there could be today? Well, Joe, uh, you know, uh, I guess the biggest news out of the meeting so far has been, uh, uh, you know, uh, some uh, speculation. Um, Ken Rosenthal reported that, you know, uh, Shohei Otani, probably the top free agent out there, uh, met with the Blue Jays at their spring training headquarters in Dunedin, Florida. You know, this is very private negotiations, I guess, with Otani. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't like to uh, tip his hand. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, if uh, Otani, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are, um, you know, I guess their front office, who we're from, we are familiar with, uh, you know, Mark Shapiro and Rasa Atkins, who were in Cleveland for so long, you know, are, are kind of under the, under the gun a little bit to, uh, you know, produce a winner. You know, they've been at the doorstep for the last two or three years with this great young club. They just haven't, you know, kind of, you know, really kind of, you know, gelled and, and made a real deep push into the postseason. And, uh, you know, they are right now they're connected with Otani, Soto, Bellinger and Yamamoto. So, uh, you know, those are the those are the big guys, uh, the, the big fish in the free agent pond. Yeah, and you're talking about uh, a club that you know is it's the only it's the only game in town when you're in Canada. They're the only team uh, in, in you know representing a whole country, I guess, in Major League Baseball. Uh, so you, you've got the the fan support, you've got the the cash to to be able to go out and spend. Uh, you're you're going to have to sign a check that starts with a five for for Shohei Otani. Uh, that that's where things start. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, I think everybody's assuming that. Uh, where does Otani fit in a lineup with Vlad Guerrero and and Bo Bichette and and you know uh, there there's no lack of star power on that roster already. Uh, where does Otani fit? Otani fits wherever he wants to fit, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> if you're paying that much for this guy, and you know at least uh, next year he can't pitch. He's not a dual threat. But still, you know what? He had over 40 home runs last season, uh, you know, and, you know, they need power. You know, they they were they were kind of a strange club, you know, a lot of talent. But, you know, they, they at times they did not look like uh, like they, they didn't play like a talented, pl- you know, club. They moved the fences in at at a Rogers Center. It really didn't reap a lot of benefits for them. So they need some pop and uh, Otani could certainly, uh, you know, supply that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we we find out and we get basically we get confirmation uh, from the Guardians that uh, yeah Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe are uh, are on the trading block block they're uh, they're listening to offers for for those pitchers uh, let's let's start with Bieber who we pretty much knew uh, that they would be uh, you know taking calls on and and exploring trade packages and options uh, is is now the, the the best time that they would be able to get uh, the most bang for their buck necessarily for Bieber, or is this a situation where we might see Bieber start the season on the roster and 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 go for a little while in order to to, to sort of maybe increase his trade value uh, as the as he's able to prove what he's able to do uh, right now on the mound? Yeah, great question, Joe. And uh, the the answer is I I don't know. I mean, there's two ways of looking at this thing. Uh, you know, okay, you've got B. If you're another team. 
you've you've scouted Bieber last season. Uh, you saw him pitch well in his last two starts, uh, and uh, so did the uh, you know the Guardians saw him pitch well. So do they do they decide okay, you know this is as good as it's going to get. You know we don't want to take a chance with Bieber starting the next season and and coming out slow and maybe you know not being fully recovered from that elbow injury. So we trade him now or. You know, like you said, do you do you open the season with him? You know, let uh, and hopefully he pitches well. You know, and and gains some momentum and looks like the guy that has pitched so well in in the past in Cleveland. And uh, then you're able to trade him for a higher return at the deadline. I think the the only absolute, the only for sure thing that we we know is that Shane Bieber won't be on the Guardians roster at the end of the 2024 season. Uh, that 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 we know for for almost a, an, an absolute certainty. Uh, it's whether he is traded before the season starts or whether he's traded midway through the season or by the deadline. Uh, something like that is 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 going to happen. Has to happen because this team can't get left holding the bag with with Bieber. Uh, you know, sign uh, you know, signing somewhere else as a free agent. Uh, the interesting thing that was was sort of revealed. Uh, a, through conversation or, or, or whatever uh, uh, yesterday was, you know, could Bieber be interested in, you know, opening uh, extension talks before uh, the end of next season if uh, if he's traded somewhere? And, and would that increase his appeal to uh, certain teams that are interested in him? Yeah, you know, but Joe, I mean, health and, and extensions go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to you're not going to give uh, Bieber's only 28. You know, and he, he uh, you know, he was, what, six and six last season, uh, made 19 starts, I believe. He didn't pitch that much. Uh, so, you know, healthy, yes, you would you would want to talk extension with him. The Guardians tried time and time again to talk extension with him. They talked extension with him, you know, th- this past spring, and it didn't go anywhere. So, um, yeah, I think he's open to an extension, you know, an ex- you know, to talk about an extension. But, you know, uh you know, the question is, okay, if you're going to trade Bieber, do you give that other team, you know, like a 48-hour window to see if Bieber will sign an extension, or do the do you just send them, you know, is it just okay? This is Bieber. Here are the terms, and uh, you know, if you want, if you want to talk extension, first you got to trade for the player. Yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a unique balance when and, and they've been in that position before. They've 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 had, you know, the Francisco Lindor uh, trade had to have been a, a sort of a blueprint for these these sort of negotiations and, and this sort of thing, because it's it's pretty much the exact same situation without the the, the health concerns uh, this time around for uh, for the player in terms of Bieber and, you know, what he is able to do and what he, he, he can do. I mean, at least with Lindor, you know, you could put him out there and and let him go and, and he wasn't going to be uh, injured or declining in any any way. Uh, in fact, quite the opposite. Uh, all right, Class A. Uh, that this is the uh, this is the interesting one because of the the balance of controllability and affordability, and pretty much the the most uh, I guess team friendly contract that's that's available out there on the trade market right now. You get a two time All Star closer who uh, led baseball in saves the last two years, and you can get him for a fraction of what you would pay for him if he were a, uh, a on-the-market free agent right now. Uh, what teams are out there that, A, 
need Class A. Pretty much everybody needs back end bullpen help. But uh, what's a what's a win now team that needs a, a closer? And and what's a, a team that could satisfy? Uh, I'm assuming the tremendous ask that 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 Cleveland's front office would have uh, in considering trading away uh, Class A right now. Yeah, Joe, I'd have to say, you know, what at the top of the list, the Orioles would be right on the top of the list. You know, they they won 100, what, 100 games last season, um, uh, won the AL East, uh, made the postseason for the first time in a while, and their closer is hurt. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're going to contend for a long time. They're loaded with young talent, you know, Class A and uh, if Baltimore's interest in Class A, if, if it exists, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Felix Bautista, obviously, uh, this was a guy who uh, was putting up record setting, you know, incredible eye popping numbers uh, as a closer last year was was probably on his way to even stronger consideration for, uh, you know, Cy Young uh, votes, uh, you know, could have finished higher in the Cy Young voting uh, had he not injured himself and, and been down for the count for the final you know month or so of the season. Uh, and and there are you know concerns that you know he's not going he's not going to be the same coming back if it's uh it, you know uh, elbow surgery we we don't know the the extent of of, of his recovery or whatnot uh, moving forward so yeah they could buy themselves a lot of insurance and and you're talking about a team full of young players that's going to be in um you know in the thick of it in that AL uh, East race. Uh, they're going to need a, a top shelf closer. Uh, so, you know, they can give you the most in terms of prospects and, and what you would want back in return uh, for a guy like Emmanuel Classe. This is a, a club that has, you know, one of the top farm systems in all of baseball because, you know, up until last year, they had been restocking with, you know, top of the draft type picks uh, every year, uh, you, you know, leading up to their their unexpected run. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Joe. And, I, you know, I don't think it's exclusive to the Orioles. You know, teams, you know, with the way baseball is going right now, we've seen it in the postseason. We've seen it develop over the last couple of years. Um, you know, more and more emphasis is on the bullpen, less and less emphasis on starting pitching. Uh, and, you know, and that means more and more emphasis is on the back end of the bullpen. And Class A, no matter, you know, yes, you know, he blew 12 saves. Uh, but he still saved 44 games too uh, this past season. So I mean, there's going to be. I would imagine that they uh, the the Guardians' phone is ringing off the hook with uh, with uh, you know interest in this guy. And like we said before, he signed to what he signed. Joe, if they pick up the two club options, he signed through 2028. You know, as right. long as his arm stays connected to his his right shoulder, he's he's a deal. He's a deal and, in and the game. And if you think about it, uh, that that deal maxes out somewhere north of of 40 million uh, over the next what five years uh, or, or so if you if you pick up all the options and if he hits all of his incentives, still 40 million over five years is still way cheap for what Emmanuel Classe would get if he were out there right now. You know, you're talking about Edwin Diaz money if uh, if he were on the open market as a free agent right now. Uh, and, you know, eight million dollars a year is is chump change compared to what he could be making uh, over the course of uh, the next five years. 
Uh, that that contract is extremely club friendly to whoever holds it. Uh, if, if if it continues to be the Guardians, that's great. Uh, but other clubs could could pick that up without even blinking, and and that would be, uh, you know, okay. It was just what can they give us? What can they give the Guardians back in return uh, that would make them want to move on from uh, a, a deal like that that's on the books? Uh, you know, part of this conversation is is, is it's also the revelation that uh, Cleveland's payroll is pretty much going to stay flat. It's pretty much going to stay stagnant uh, this year. Uh, last year it was reportedly around what ninety four million something like that. Uh, 90, 89 to ninety eighty nine to so. ninety million something like that. Uh, now you've got arbitration uh, deals that are gonna you know gonna cost you a, what what about an estimated ten to twelve million more uh, well, this year. I probably I bet they're probably about twenty eighteen about to twenty million, million more. So yeah. So the, in order to stay flat, they're going to have to make cuts. They're going to have to make moves or, or or deals to to sort of move the money around a little bit uh and, and that also means you're not going to go out on the market and and sign somebody to be your the, the solution to your problem in right field or uh or, or in the outfield in general you, where's your offense going to come from that that boost that this uh that this fan base is looking for in terms of your your power production and your offense uh, it, it's not going to come from the free agent market. And I think we kind of knew that already, but it's also not going to come from a trade. You're not going to trade for a guy who's making $20 million when, when you've got to cut a, a significant number. So uh, what's uh, what does all of this mean in terms of uh, what, what the, the roster is going to look like uh, as the, as the club moves forward here? I don't think the roster is going to change dramatically, Joe, like you referred to. Um, I think any improvement, you know, the, if there's a big, you know, kind of a, a shift in in offense where they really improve, I think it's going to come from the guys that are already on this roster. You know, a full season of Bo Naylor, uh, a healthy, uh, you know, another, you know, a two, another, you know, consistent season from Jose Ramirez and, and Jose and uh, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Naylor, uh, maybe, a, you know, a bounce back year from, uh, from Andres uh, Jimenez. Uh, uh, then uh, can they get more out of uh, a platoon of uh, Will Brennan and, and Laureano in right field or, or Brennan and, and uh, Laureano in center field? Uh, can, uh, can Stephen Kwan stay consistent and maybe drive the ball a little more? You know, the, this team is going to have to improve internally first because, the, like you said, there's not a big uh, free agent savior that's going to come onto the scene here. Not not this year. Not with the you know the TV money with uh, Diamond Sports Group. You know, so much uncertainty surrounding that that issue. Yeah, you, you touched on it there. Uh, the the Diamond Sports issue. It, it, what would be the end game in terms of if if Cleveland gets cut loose from its TV contract? With Diamond, uh, are, where would the money come from, and how much would that hurt uh, their payroll overall? Yeah, they don't know, Joe. We were talking to, uh, 
you know, the front office yesterday, and they really don't know. I mean, yes, you know, MLB has said, you know, we'll step in and we'll televise your games if, uh, you know, Bally's or Diamond Sports Group, you know, terminates the contract. They did that with uh, Arizona and San Diego last year uh, when they picked up 80% of their contracts. But right now, you know, they're saying that, uh, you know, the percentage that MLB would pick up is unknown. And then they they could also go out and try to sell their rights, you know, keep their rights, uh, their TV rights, but they don't know what what how much they get in return from that, and you know you know so you you really don't have a, a you know kind of a starting point for your payroll, so you don't know how far out you can go on, uh, you know how far you can go out and 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 you know acquire players. So it's kind of a right now it's it's a you know it's kind of a five alarm fire right now. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of like uh, trying to run your household budget without knowing how much your salary is and how much, uh, you know, money is incoming and how you're going to put food on the table and, and you know, uh, for y- your family when y- you don't know how much you're making. And uh, that's I, I don't envy Chris Antonetti and, and Mike Chernoff for having to, to balance and juggle things the way that they are. Uh, however, the, the bottom line is they need to be able to put a product on the field that that can be competitive and, and win games. And, and right now the offense just isn't cutting it. Uh, I mean, the options that you just told, told us all there, uh, Ramon Laureano and Will Brennan in, in some capacity in the outfield, yeah. uh, that's not going to get you 30 home runs and a hundred RBIs. Uh, maybe not even between the two of them. Yeah. And you know, they've, they'll, they put those guys on alert too. You know, uh, Brennan and, and, and Miles Straw. Straw is down in Columbus right now working with Chris Valleca, uh, the hitting coach. Uh, Brennan is, is headed out to, uh, uh, Goodyear to work on, you know, to get involved in a hitting program out there. You know, and it's not just hitting, Joe. They want, you know, a total package, more production on, in all phases of the game from, you know, not just those two guys, but every two, all the players on, on the roster. They, you know, they want better defense. They want better offense. They want, they want better base running. They want straw to take advantage of the speed and the new rules in the, in the game, which he really didn't uh, kind of take advantage of last season. Uh, is it frustrating being down there and watching, you know, other teams, other, other, you know, organizations, you know, making moves and, and almost like they're, they're, they're a kid in a candy store walking down the aisle, picking from here and there and being able to, you know, spend money and, and do things. And, and here you're down there stuck covering a, a team that's, that's worrying, uh, you know, just about how they're going to keep their heads above water financially. No, it's it's not. I mean, and I think a lot of teams are in in kind of the same boat, Joe. With, especially with, you know, uh, the, the Diamond Sports Group. I mean, they had uh, RSNs with 14 MLB teams. Uh, you know, the, uh, I guess the the contract with the Twins expired at the end of this past season. But a lot of teams are in the same boat. You know, I mean, everybody gets a cut of the pie from the national TV contracts, probably around 60 to 70 million. But, you know, their their local TV contracts really, you know, help them get over the top. And so a lot of teams that are with Diamond Sports Group are kind of in the same boat. So I don't think there's been a lot of action, but. So I think there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, shared uh, misery, I guess. What's the uh, the vibe down there, the feeling down in Nashville right now uh, in, in terms of uh, the Major League Baseball and, and the idea of expansion and maybe uh, maybe uh, Nashville wanting a franchise of their own one day? 
Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's, this is a, you know, a big, a city that's, you know, has, would, would love a, a big league ball club. It's a city that's been associated with baseball, with the winter meetings. You know, they've got a minor league, a triple A team here. Uh, they've had that for a long time. Uh, and, um, you know, I think they've always, you know, when expansion talks come, Nashville is always mentioned. You know, they had a, they have a, you know, really kind of an aggressive, uh, uh, committee, you know, city form committee to get, bring ba- major league baseball to Nashville. Dave Dombrowski was, uh, you know, kind of led it before he went to the Phillies. Um, you know, Tony LaRusa has been involved in it. So, you know, if, if expansion does come, and, you know, Commissioner uh, Manfred has said, uh, you know, he wants to expand at some point. You know, I would think Nashville would get some consideration, serious consideration. Sort of like the uh, the cheerleader and trying to date the cheerleader at high school. Uh, you know, the Major League Baseball comes in every couple of years, uh, parades their, you know, the whole league through uh, Nashville. It gives you a taste of, of what it could be if you're if you're Nashville and uh uh, you know, then, uh, then they go away for a couple of years to have the winter meeting somewhere else. But, you know, it, it's got to leave, uh, Nashville wanting more and wanting that, uh, uh, that, that big league experience, uh, there in the city, I'm sure. Uh, and, you know, it'd be a fun place to have a, a major league team. You could, could you imagine, uh, another team with a guitar logo? Uh, <laughs> it, it would be, it, it's a dream come true for Cleveland, right? Yeah, the Grand Old Opry and and uh, Major League Baseball they they go hand in hand, right? Yeah, exactly, because because they they don't play enough country music at uh, at baseball stadiums. Hey, last thing before we uh, we get going here today, and and we look forward to to more action uh, at the winter meetings uh, this afternoon. Uh, AJ Hinch, uh, it's uh, it sounds like he's going to be around in Detroit for uh, the next several years. I think he signed an extension through. Uh, through 2025 now, uh, or, or, or what, are, what are you hearing with that, and and how long will the Guardians be uh, matching up against AJ Hinch teams in the AL Central? Well, it doesn't surprise me, Joe, because you know Hinch has done a great job in Detroit. Uh, you know, after the kind of fiasco in Houston, uh, but uh, you know they uh, Detroit is coming on. We saw them; they're they're loaded with young players. If they ever get their young pitchers healthy. They are going to be a force in the AL in the AL Central, and uh, what they finished second last season, uh, and I I think they're just going to keep getting better, Joe. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. I, I said this uh, for the last couple of years, but I think Riley Green is a uh, guy that can sort of lead that team, and uh, he he has superstar potential uh, certainly moving forward. All right, Hoinsey, uh, day two down in Nashville. Uh, a lot of lot of lobby hunting and uh, and and uh, story chasing. Uh, go get to it and uh, and and get, uh, bring us the best stuff. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing back from you tomorrow here on Cleveland.com. Yeah, Joe, we get to talk to uh, Stephen Vote today for the first time at the meeting, so that'll be interesting. Well, I enjoy every second of that, as I'm sure he will, uh, and and we we'll, we'll, can't wait to hear back uh, uh, from what you learned on tomorrow's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. 